This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, John Solberg here, your host for the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. And today's episode is being brought to you by The Butcher Shop, purveyors of highly sought after 100% Australian non-crossbred Wylara 9 Plus Briskets, and as always, hand-picked just for you. The Butcher Shop has been retailing the finest meats for the past 15 years. Every week, they are shipping out competition-quality meats to many of the biggest teams in the competition scene across the nation. Simply put, teams who use the butcher shop win and they win often. So you're not a competitor, but you still have an eye for the finer cuts? Great news. The butcher shop is shipping some of the finest prime, dry-aged, Australian Wagyu and Japanese Wagyu steaks to people just like you and me who aspire to be the kings and queens of their cul-de-sacs. The butcher shop always has Berkshire, Compart Duroc, Allegiance Duroc, and Prairie Fresh all-natural pork in stock, and again, always handpicked for you. Now, you might be saying, John, all this sounds great, but I'd really like to try some exotic stuff. Well, rest easy knowing that Butcher Shop will get you your next elk steak or camel roast. They'll ship it out promptly. Yes, they can get you some camel. So let's review. The best competition briskets, check. The best pork selection, check. Giving you a better overall option to cook at home, check. So give the Butcher Shop a call today, 850-458-8782. That's 850-458-8782. Mention the Barbecue Central Show for 10% off your entire order each and every time. You can also interact with them on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Butcher Shop, shop spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. The Butcher Shop, home of the 100% Australian non-crossbred Wylara briskets. And here's what's going on in today's show from July the 15th, 2014. Greg catches up with one of my favorites, pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers, Sterling Ball. When we talk about, you know, regions, uh, there was, you know, quite a thought that, you know, a couple of years ago, if you were cooking in California a lot and you were going to get out to the Midwest, maybe uh, into Kansas City or uh, maybe venture out to the Southeast, you were going to have to change the flavor profiles to accommodate those judges out there because they were going to have different expectations. And over the last couple of years, it seems that those expectations have started to become a little bit more standard across the board. You know, when you get out of the home base, do you change? Have you kept notes and, and kind of seen what is no, done well? No, or? I, I, I cook what I cook, you know, and I cook what I'm confident in, and I cook what I feel like I can replicate. And listen, I'm not saying that, first of all, the last thing I want to do is get in any kind of uh, war between what regions that are obviously, you know, uh, the Iowa guys say Iowa rules the world, and Rod, Gay, Rod Gray reminds me that Kansas City is a city and that Iowa is a state. So I <laughs> um, decided that because of classes, because of internet, because of the similar products, and I, and I believe Rod did a lot of that by teaching so many people. And, and I think Rod Gray elevated barbecue uh, pretty much more than anybody. When we talk about these items that have really helped ramp the learning curve up quite a bit, uh, one of the things that potentially could be credited that even kind of keeping a, more of an active interest uh, overall over the last couple of years has been the influx of barbecue on the television set. Uh, obviously, you have 
you know, the, uh, the show that everybody knows, Barbecue Pitmasters, which uh, you were a part of one season. And then you've had a number of other shows show up here over the last couple of years, uh, you know, whether they're good or bad. I and mean, certainly that's up for discussion. But do you think on, on the whole that the TV exposure has helped Barbecue A as an overall industry? And how do you think that it has affected specifically the competition niche of that uh, portion? You know, I can I can tell you, you know, you know, I'm in the guitar business, and we were involved in Guitar Hero early on. And all the purists say that's the worst thing that could ever happen. It's a little machine. It's not a guitar. And I said, hey, it simulates the feeling of playing guitar when you hit everything right. And we got very good benefits from it. I would tell people, would you rather it be Tractor Hero or, you know, Abacus Hero? No, it's guitar. I think barbecue TV has been unbelievable for it. You know, and I think there's been some good shows. I don't think there's been great shows. I think there's been good shows. And unfortunately, I think there's been some shows that weren't good and they're no longer on the air. But that I think it's great. I mean, I was signed to a, a development deal this whole last year. And right when we got ready to, to shoot, all the production houses pretty much whacked barbecue. So in a way, they sort of think that, they, that it's over. But, you know... The people at Destination America, original media, those producers have, I think, rightly called that people are still very interested in. Are you surprised, uh, just in a in a in a business sense, that you've seen a uh, a cable network really gravitate and grasp a hold of uh, of a barbecue thing as much as the Destination America has? No, I think they're really smart. I, I wish more people would look. I was my problem now. That sort of people know that I do this is. I'll be in a meeting for another business, and the person all they want to do is talk about barbecue and ask me about because that guy was injecting right last night. And I hate to tell, I don't really watch television, so it's hard for me. I haven't seen Pit Wars yet. Sometimes I'll I'll catch up to it. I I record them, but uh, you know, and if a friend's on, I'll watch. But generally, I am. You know, I I, I don't I don't know whether person was doing it right you said you were in a development deal for uh, a barbecue show so uh, you know i don't know if you're allowed to contractually speak about that but in uh in sure not, I can, well it was hysterical i would imagine I really, this would have been like your uh, your perfect barbecue tv show right no no you, unfortunately it, <laughs> it's a producer's perfect idea first and then a network second and there were certain things that the network wanted to do with me showing the other parts of my life, like and being in my house, that were off limits. Um, and so, no, and it was, I'll tell you, I was, I was signed to Magical Elves, which does Project Runway and Top Chef, and they're considered really good at that. I enjoyed the process. I, I've been in the music business so long that I didn't count on anything. I mean, it's the entertainment, <laughs> no matter what you think. It's usually never what what it is. So was this a a show that was going to be following you around as a barbecue guy, but it was also showing uh, the, the the personal life of uh, Sterling Ball as well? Kind yeah, of? the music because the, the music thing is sort of interesting too. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I you know, I mean, I've designed guitars for the Rolling Stones, for Van Halen, for from Georgia's the only one for John Mayer that I did, and. Um, so that's a really big part of my life. I mean, it's been my whole life up until barbecue too. So let me let me ask you something. I have always maintained that 
You know, the best barbecue show that has been on the air so far was that uh, what many refer to as the season one of Barbecue Pitmaster. So they were following Trigger Round, they were following Harry Sue and so forth. And, and you kind of got to see other stuff aside from just the competition side of thing. And I said, man, if there was ever a show that was based loosely around barbecue, sounds like uh, the show was for you, but was also able to follow this person around and see what's going on uh, if he's got another job uh, in that professional side of things and followed him home. And, and to me, it seems like the shows that are doing really well, and you know, nothing's being written anymore, and that's a whole different conversation that we can talk about. But as far as the, the reality stuff, the shows that seem to succeed are the ones that people can relate and invest to in week after week. And I think that's where a lot of the shows for barbecue kind of fall short. Somebody wins, they move on. You don't see them again for three or four weeks. But if I see you every week, I can invest into you and, and potentially the show is, you know, a, a success. At least that's my thought. Yeah. I got to be able to sell soap though. You know, you got, you've got to be able to be, compelling, interesting, and some of that comes at a, at a personal cost that I don't want to do nor have to do. And, and you know, maybe maybe it wouldn't be fun watching you. I don't know. You know, you mentioned season one. I think John Marcus did just an absolutely crazy good thing and should always be uh, be commended for, for that, that season. It was crazy good. And you know what? It was real because the guys didn't win every week. Actually, I don't think they won. You know, they they went around, and I think that was one of the problems. It was so expensive, and you know, you're 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 telling the public these are the greatest people <laughs> in barbecue, and you know, you don't win every week. I mean, some people win a lot more than others, but you know, I got a pretty good idea what my batting average is, and if you're going to build it just for I'm winning, I'm trying the wrong guy for sure. Competition cooking wise, and we were hitting it here just a couple minutes before we got on the the TV tirade. In regards to flavor profiles, that's not not a tirade. I love barbecue TV. Well, tirade uh, takes. I mean, (laughs) I'm talking about passionate talk here when I talk about tirade. Um, Yeah, yeah. The flavor profiles. It seems like when I first started following, you know, barbecue in general, and then I learned there was a competition scene that there was really kind of a premium put on the pitmasters that would kind of always be on the cutting edge of, of changing things up. And then there seemed to be a point in time when things started to uh, vanilla out a little bit and really seems to continue a little bit to this day. Do you think that, you know, holding to, to this what's winning standard of flavor profile is stymie, stymieing any type of creativity? Or are you seeing more and more people get a little bit more crazy when it comes to flavor profiles to push that box now? I invite you to go find out what Sterling had to say over at the BBQCentralShow.com. I don't know. I'm going to have to find out myself. But people getting more creative at barbecue contests? Oh, man. I could take a wild guess. Give me three guesses and the first two won't count. But you need to go find out for yourself. You can also get this wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just search the BBQ Central Show. All the archives are up there. Make sure you just subscribe in your podcast feed. Never miss an episode of this show or the really big show again. And until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. I definitely look forward to talking to you again soon.